When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Join Josh and Chuck, the guys who bring you Stuff You Should Know, as they take a trip around the world to help you get smarter in a topsy-turvy economy. Check out the all-new Super Stuff Guide to the Economy from HowStuffWorks.com, available now exclusively on iTunes. Hello, thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to High Speed Stuff. I'm Ben, here with our auto editor, Scott Benjamin. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you, Ben. Yeah, you know the the way this show works by now, right? So. Oh, I know. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm waiting for it. What's yeah. The, what's I'm, the big question of the day? The big question of the day is three-wheeled cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw a couple of these um, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. These things, uh, the ones I saw, they looked kind of like someone had taken the back end of a motorcycle Mm -hmm. and taken off the the front and then stuck two wheels in this weird kind of modular thing that came with a windshield onto the front of the car. Does it have a windshield? Was it fully enclosed or was it uh, still a motorcycle body? Still a motorcycle body. Okay. And so I saw this and I thought, I I have to ask Scott about this one. So let's kick the tires, light the fires. Oh, sure. Well, there are three-wheeled vehicles that are very car-like in mm-hmm. the way that they look and drive. Uh, you know, they have a steering wheel. They don't have the handlebar oh, know, okay. attachments. They don't have, um, you know, handle controls. Um, you know, the foot pedals, everything. Two seats uh, next to each other, mm-hmm. uh, just like a car would be, you know, a two-seater car. I don't know, they're pretty cool. They're, they're, if you've ever seen one on the road, they're they're really exciting to see because a lot of times they're they're lightweight, they're fast, they're mm-hmm. pretty sporty looking, most of them. Yeah. Uh, some aren't. Some are the opposite. Some are very boxy, very, um, you know, uh, squared off and, you know, not so I see. sexy, I guess. But uh, others others are really, really cool. I, I guess that's one of the things I wanted to go, go into because when I saw these this weekend, it made me think in many ways they were the opposite of the only other three-wheeled vehicle that I've, I've seen on the road, mm-hmm. which was a, um, I don't know if you remember these, they were, they were popular for a while, 
the front end of it is a motorcycle, mm -hmm. but in the back, it's two wheels. It's spread out almost like a, a couch or something. Oh, sure, yeah, those great big motorcycles. They're, you know the ones. They're huge, mm -hmm. and they, <laughs> sometimes they have a, a beer keg for a fuel tank, that, <laughs> yeah. that type. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I've seen those. And um, in some ways, they're a bit like um, you know, motorcycle with a sidecar. Yes, yeah. A little bit like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, except the passenger is in a completely different compartment or area from, sure. from the driver. They're not together. But, uh, and you're still on a motorcycle, really. But mm -hmm. you've got that stability, uh, you know, having three wheels instead of two. And that's kind of the key here is that uh, the stability issue. And in some ways, it can be, you know, very aerodynamic, more aerodyna aerodynamic than a four-wheel uh, vehicle could be, four-wheel drive, or not four-wheel drive, but four-wheel mm -hmm. car could be. Um, because they have, you know, there's some benefits to having different shapes. Uh, you, you probably, the one that you mentioned had two wheels in the front, one wheel in the back. Yes. Okay, that. Uh, two wheels in the front, one in the back is considered a tadpole design. Okay. Tadpole. Okay, All right. So that's, uh, that's, that's one way to do it. And you can either steer, in a tadpole design three-wheel vehicle, you can either steer those two front wheels or the back wheel can steer. So it kind of pivots around those two front wheels. Oh, wow. That's two different ways mm. to power that. The um, or turn that rather. Uh, the other type is a delta or a trike configuration. Uh, they call it a delta configuration, shape, shaped like a delta, a Greek letter uh, delta. Right. Yeah. But um, those are the type that you know the front wheel steers, and they're a little bit less stable at speed than than the tadpole configuration I see that. would be. Yeah. Uh, because you know if you turn real hard where you're going fast, um, I'm not sure if about this 100, percent but I think it's called the vector velocity it makes it uh, want to roll over, it makes it want to tip. Mm -hmm. at, a, at speed, one way to circumvent that would be to have it lean, uh, like a motorcycle can, and uh, and some do that. Some of them actually, the the trikes actually, the deltas can lean. Uh, some do, yeah. Some some lean, yeah, but some it, of the, some of these three wheel vehicles lean, and that's that's kind of another unique thing about them. They they're like a pod that leans like a motorcycle would. So you, the driver leans into the turns with the vehicle, and it and it shifts the weight of the car, and it helps in stability. Mm -hmm. It really helps a lot. That's actually, I'm, I'm pretty surprised mm -hmm. to hear that because that was my first question when I saw these things. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering, it, it seems one of the main advantages of a motorcycle is the, the cost-benefit analysis. You know, you, like we said in earlier podcasts, um, the, the weight-to-power ratio mm -hmm. is much, uh, much more exaggerated in motorcycles, so you can pick up faster. Correct. You can turn tighter, I think, in some ways. Is that in, so, in some ways? Yeah, in sure. some ways, and um, I guess we should say uh, we at high speed stuff do not recommend letting the air out of your tires. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, but I, I thought it'd be uh, a sacrifice of some of the agility of a motorcycle to give it the stability of these two wheels. Um, well, it, no, the stability thing is, is you know, it depends on how, the configuration again. The, the front wheel, if, if you have two wheels in front, like the mm -hmm. tadpole configuration that we're talking about, they're very aerodynamic. I mean, they're shaped like a teardrop, really. Uh, okay. A teardrop shape is very aerodynamic. You know, it's wider at the front, narrower at the back. You can imagine the airflow over something like that, the way it kind of goes around the vehicle and, and smoothly off the back end. Sure, sure. That's more, that's actually, the, the tadpole design is actually more aerodynamic than the delta design would be. Really? That's, yes. so then that would make it also, I guess, more aerodynamic than the typical four-wheel automobile. Correct, yeah. Wow. Than the, than the typical, yeah, because of the airflow off the back end of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Now, the front end is... You know they're pretty narrow to begin with, really. They're not wide no. by any means. They're small cars, but um, they're not nearly as big as a four-wheel vehicle would be. Typical four-wheel vehicle, I should say. But the back end is where you know all that extra turbulence happens. You know you've got you got that to deal with, and and the mm -hmm. teardrop design that takes care of all that. So there are some obvious 
benefits to having a three-wheeled vehicle. Yeah, that's right. Um, you've got lower rolling resistance. Of mm -hmm. course, there's a weight consideration, you know, that, um, you know, it's a lot less weight, a lot less fuel consumption. So a lot of these cars get, you know, 70 miles per gallon. They're, they're a lot like a motorcycle, only they might get a little bit less fuel economy because of the weight they have to carry. They've got a motorcycle um, drivetrain, you know, the yeah. rear end a lot of times is strictly straight from a motorcycle. You can see that it's a motorcycle rear tire and drivetrain. Uh, mm -hmm. So you got the engine, everything there. Um, the front end is what's different. You know, you've got the added weight of the steering components. Mm -hmm. You got the added weight of well, sometimes you have two passengers on a motorcycle, but you know you've got the added weight of, of you know carrying an extra seat next to you and the structure that goes around you, including a you know windshield. Oftentimes, most times they don't have side windows on these things. They're, I see. Most of the times, there there are exceptions to that, but um, a lot of the sportier ones are still wide open. They just have a you know wind windscreen so that you know it keeps the bugs and the rocks off of you. Now let me let me ask. Let's go to a, a, a wider angle on this. Mm -hmm. we've, we've talked about some of the specifics here, and we're both big fans of, of car mods and, and mod kits and that, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and it sounds like, from what we're talking about, there, there are several different kinds of three-wheeled vehicles. Are these vehicles that people have to make themselves, or do they purchase these vehicles on the market? Oh, it's both. I mean, you can look online and find a lot of people that build their own. Um, you can also find manufacturers that are currently working on three-wheel vehicles now. Mm -hmm. There are three-wheel cars in production right now in China. Mm -hmm. There are three-wheel cars in production elsewhere in the United States, or not in the United States, in the world, I'm sure. In the United States right now, I don't believe we have a three-wheel production car other than there's Cushman makes one. Mm -hmm. Cushman is, they kind of make tractors and things like that. They, you know, they're, they're more of a utility vehicle. Okay. Uh, so you might see a Cushman in the United States, but it's more of a, uh, a work vehicle that you might see around like a parks and rec type person would own. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. A little pickup truck bed in the back. They do. They're they're capable of traveling on you know side streets and you know smaller roads, but uh, definitely not highway use fit type vehicle. I see. Now we don't really have any production three wheel vehicles that are capable of highway speeds right now okay there there are these one-off type things that you can buy you know like the, there's a t-rex kit that you i can was buy just with gonna them. say yeah t-rex that's a really cool one that's yeah. um you can get a suzuki hayabusa motor for that one you know if you want to to go to the top end of performance and they're really incredible mm -hmm. um there, there are a lot of different vehicles now the aptera that we like to talk about here at yeah. stuff works that aptera is a three-wheel vehicle as well and there are reasons that that these smaller companies build three-wheel vehicles and that's because they don't have to deal with quite as many restrictions, laws, and, and um, you know, safety issues that the four-wheel vehicles do. Oh. Now, Aptera is quick to point out that they have tested their vehicle sure. for safety, and it's very safe. Um, others, you know, you have to let the buyer beware, I guess. You have to, to investigate that. But they fall under the motorcycle licensing and registration, et cetera, and motorcycles are not crash-tested uh, because you're out in the open. That's, you know... You, you get what you see, I guess. Motorcycles um, are not crash tested. No, motorcycles are not crash tested well, because what do you think would happen? I right, mean, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, so, so cars are crash tested. Mm -hmm. A three wheel vehicle in most states right now in the United States is um, is considered a motorcycle and is licensed as such. So you kind of get around some of that uh, legal issue, some of the legal issues. Yeah, that you would how have. man? You just got around my my next question, which was. <laughs> You know, we talk about these things, and we, we call them three-wheel cars, um, and a lot of times they're considered legally motorcycles. So I guess at this point I'm just recapping how you just answered that question. <laughs> That's all right. I do have two more questions for you, though, all right, before, sure. we, before we close this up. Mm -hmm. um, 
my first question uh, of these these final two, would you drive a three-wheeled car? Yes. You I would? definitely would, yeah. I won't even hesitate to answer I would. They're, to me, those they're awesome. I mean, because I, I love the idea of a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I love the, uh, the idea of the speed of a motorcycle, the efficiency of a motorcycle. Um, but I don't like the danger aspect of it, and it really is that they're pretty dangerous, I mean, in my opinion. <laughs> I know a lot of people say, well, they're very safe as long as you do this, this, and this. You know? Sure. They're safe riders, sure. Mm-hmm. I know myself, I would be probably irresponsible on one and, uh, you know, push it a little bit too much, so I stay away from them because I know better. You do have a um, love of speed, Scott. I do. So uh, this is kind of a, this would be a good compromise to me. And, and besides that, I think they look really cool. I well, think there's... And- and they're reliable. We know there's a proven history, right? Because I was I was surprised at, at how old this idea actually is. It's right? a very old idea. You want know, you want know, to be maybe a little bit shocked? Yes, shock me. Maybe. Okay. You know that the very first automobile, or what we consider the very first automobile, is a three wheeler. I had no idea. Yeah. The uh, let's see. It's called the. Uh, Are you talking about the um, Benz patent motor wagon? That's right. In 1896, it was three wheels. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it had. I believe that had the uh, the Delta or Trike configuration. I think that was the uh, the original design. But then again, that thing's not really built for speed. Not really built no. for. It's just getting from point A to point B and proving mm-hmm. that he could do it. So you know, that's the uh, the precursor for Mercedes Benz automobiles. I mean, wow. The very first, what we consider the very first patented automobile, was a three wheeler. And honestly, there have been so many through history. If you look up a list of these things, um, there's some, been some great designs. Um, they've come out. I mean, early, early on in the 1900s, mm-hmm. uh, there were just a ton of these things around. And um, oh wow, uh, Morgan, uh, we should tell uh, our listeners that is a pretty long list. Yeah, I have a long. I, I do have a long list of them with the years and you know how many were made and mm-hmm. uh, the configuration, and everything. It's really, it's really interesting. I, I would encourage everybody to take a look at that and you know, yeah. just to see what's out there because you you probably don't see any on a regular basis, but. They're out there, and there's a ton of them. Scott, thank you so much uh, for explaining some of this. I I think this is a tremendously interesting subject and plays very well into the earlier talks we've had about fuel efficiency, weight to power, and some other things in our podcast. Mm -hmm. And I have one more question for you. All right. Are you ready? I I think I'm ready. You want to do some listener mail? I would love to answer some listener mail. Listener mail time. Okay. All right. What do you got? Well, um, let's see. I've got... uh, Kenneth. All right. All right. He's from uh, he's from Brownfield, Maine. Hey, Kenneth. All right, Ken- <laughs> hey, Kenneth. And we have a uh, question from him. He made a few statements ahead of time, but um, what he said was he has a he's talking about hypercars. When we talked about hypercars, one mm-hmm. of my favorite topics. You know, these lightweight vehicles and the relationship between you know um, weight and mileage. And um, he had a few vehicles that he mentioned that he got exceptional mileage in, you know, over the past, and he noted that they were all very small vehicles, you know, Honda Civics uh, that he, you know, claimed to get 43 miles per gallon on the highway in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, you know, an 84 Honda Civic. Um, he had a 93 Geo Metro with three cylinders that he claimed to get 53 miles per gallon oh, wow. on, long, on long trips south and, um, southwest. And uh, he has a 2002 Kia also that... Um, he claims to get 36 miles per gallon out of So he gets these great mileage numbers out of these really lightweight cars. Yeah. And he says, well, you know, I listened to your podcast, and you said, you know, there's this relationship between weight and efficiency, and why aren't they making smaller cars? Why aren't they doing it? And mm. uh, that's, I, I thought it was great. I mean, I thought that that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, and to contrast that, he said that he also drove a 14-wheel tractor trailer, and he oh, only yeah. got four miles per gallon. Wow. So, you know, it's pretty apparent. And, you know, the shape and it has a lot to do with it, but the weight has so much to do with efficiency and 
Mm-hmm. You know, Kenneth is paying attention. He he understands that you know that's what's going on, and he wonders why manufacturers aren't kind of paying attention to this because right now, you know, if you look at the um, his point was the Civic is now larger than the Accord used to be, <laughs> and the um, he said I'll quote him here: the, the Corolla is larger than the Camry or whatever they used to call it is. So. Um, you know he's he's got it down. He he understands what's going on, but he says they're they're making them just a little bit bigger. And why are they doing that? Yeah, and that's kind of what we we're trying to figure out. Is like why aren't they backing down the weight? Why aren't they? Uh, do Do you have an answer? Oh uh, well, I think they're I think they're going to try to do that. I think I'm hoping that maybe part of this restructuring that's going on right now mm-hmm. is, you know, part of that I hope is going to be re- weight reduction. Part of it, uh, maybe some size reduction because we see cars like the Smart. We see car, mm-hmm. cars like the uh, There's a new car from. I think it's Kia called the Soul, mm-hmm. smaller vehicle. Um, Toyota IQ. We're going to see a lot of smaller cars coming our way, so um, I think he's right on track. I think he's got yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, additionally, um, I don't know if you heard the breaking news, but there's a, there's a move also away from the larger cars uh, that's a bit more drastic um, because of some economic conditions. GM just recently announced they're going to cut the Hummer line. Hmm, yeah. No more making those. Yep. I've actually heard uh, slightly contradictory information that they're going to yeah. wait until the end of uh, they're going to wait until the end of March to make that decision. Oh. Okay. Um, but I, uh, Saturn has recently got the axe. That's what and, I heard. Uh, as well. Pontiac is paired way back, and of mm. course, you know they they chopped Oldsmobile a while back, and Plymouth that was a lot longer, you know, a lot yeah. long, long time ago, but. Um, yeah, they're having to make some tough cuts right now. I guess uh, let's say thanks to Kenneth. Uh, so thank you oh. for writing in. Yep, always good to hear from our listeners. Well, one last thing before we go, I suppose we should mention the blog. Oh yeah, yeah, we have a blog now, and um, it's actually pretty good. It's 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 more newsy type items, so it's you know daily uh, kind of record of what's going on. Um, not always news, but you know if there is news, I would try to get it on there. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll throw something up there about three-wheel cars. Definitely. Stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, thanks for giving us a listen. If you have any ideas for a future topic or a suggestion for an upcoming podcast, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.